This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. We're going to have a testimony in a minute, but one reason I put the testimony back to this week is because it fit right in with what I was preaching about. But we've been on a series. If you want to grab your, uh, your inserts, you can take a look at your inserts. And also, again, if you want to grab your phones, you can go to Uversion. When you go into Uversion, you can find events, and then you can check Church on the Rock. And everything you see up on the board, you can see it on your phone. All the scriptures are there. And what's neat about that is you can put your notes right in your phone. How many used that last week? You, some of you used that last week. Cool. And uh, also remember that um, I try to put a whole lot of scriptures in because my hope is that I don't hit them all. And we'll be curious and excited and we'll go home and read more scripture and study through the week. But we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. And, and I've been, Jesus said, even when he was in his biggest, in the, in the time of the garden, when he was knowing he had to go to the cross. And he asked Peter, John, and James if they could pray with him for a little bit. You know, the rest of his disciples were all out there kind of hanging out. And Jesus went on up the hill because it said he needed to pray a little bit. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. But something that Jesus said to him is he said, boys, uh, I'm in great agony. I know what the future holds. I know what's coming up in the next few days. I'm going to go to prayer, and I need you guys around me. Have you ever needed anybody around you in prayer? Anybody ever needed people around you in prayer? Jesus even needed people around him in prayer. And his James, John, and Peter, they went on up a little bit further with Jesus. And then the Bible says that Jesus began to pray. He began to pray with such agony. How many of you know what he did? What did he do? He sweat. Tell your neighbor, man, he sweat drops of blood. He, he was in so much agony that he sweat great drops of blood. But he went back to his disciples, and what did he find them doing? And Jesus was like, hey, guys, can't you just tarry with me one hour? And then he went and prayed again. He came back. Found his disciples. What were they doing a second time? <laughs> Jesus woke him up. The second time he said, hey guys, I, I really need you to pray with me. Will you pray with me? And he came back a third time. And what do you find his disciples doing? Sleeping. Hey, you know what? Jesus is calling us to pray. Amen. How many believe Jesus is calling us to pray? How many, how many Monday were you doing this? <laughs> and Jesus was saying, hey, remember, we're going to really try to pray harder and, and stimulate you again. And you're all excited, and you come back on Tuesday. How many maybe Tuesday slipped by, and maybe we didn't pray? Hey, no condemnation there. I'm doing that to have a little bit of fun, because even Jesus' disciples did that. But I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to get up 15 minutes earlier. Get up five minutes earlier. Get up and tarry with Jesus for a little while. Amen? Hit your neighbor and say, let's get up and tarry with Jesus just for a little bit. Amen? I think it's very important. So then we took the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, let's say it together. And as you have your inserts, I want to I fill this out. I want to fill this out as we go through this and, and what we've been learning the last few weeks. Our Father, say it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's that? 
Amen. Let's do that again. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What is that? Amen. So we enter his gates with what? Praise and thanksgiving. We enter his courts with what? Praise and thanksgiving. And remember, I love, right now, Psalms 100. I love Psalms 100 because I'm telling you, you never just jump up. Oh boy, let's just praise the Lord right now. Even when you came in today, there's something in our flesh that you never just want to start saying, oh boy, let's praise the Lord. And that's why Psalms 100 says, everybody say this with me, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. When you go to the bulls or the bear, you see those banners that say, and they start hitting the synthesizers. Guys, today we hit the synthesizers and we hit the drums. You know, they learned that from the church because that's the way it started out where they said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Get the stringed instruments going. Let's get our hands clapping together. Let's get our voices singing to the Lord, which is Zamar worship. Let's enter his courts, but that's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And even when I talk about it, you start seeing me get fired up. Hey, is there anything wrong with getting fired up? How many believe you're going to be doing better at Christianity if you're like this? Let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Man, let's get up and read it. How many think you're going to have more success with that kind of passion or then? Bless me if you can today, Lord. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done? I mean, guys, we, we got to, to me, praise and prayer is an attitude of the heart. It, it, that's why Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord. Somebody say, I will. I will bless the Lord at all times. Nobody, nobody's twisting your arm. Nobody's kicking you if you don't do it. Nobody's saying, what's wrong with you? No, 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 no. No, I will. It's a decision. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips my soul soul is your mind your will your intellect your thought my soul my thoughts my 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 what I'm thinking about my emotions man my soul will make her boast in thee O Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad then he then he said oh magnify the Lord with me again oh magnify let's do this oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together so it's it's an attitude it's an attitude and, 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 and I hope as we went through this and talking about this week after week, um, I've even had testimonies come back. Lots of testimonies come in. Um, people calling up and saying, hey, I lifted my hands for the first time. I, I had two people last week say, hey, pastor, you know what? It, they didn't say it to me, but it came around to me. Say, I lifted my hand for the first time. Last week. Amen. Clap your hands, all you people. You know, you can, or it's up to you if you do or not. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Everybody just say, praise the Lord. Praise, praise the, Lord. the Lord. Amen. So, that, so we enter. To me, don't, don't go into praise with your lips. Don't go into prayer with your lips. I need this. I need this. If you don't care at 4 o'clock, do this. Where we just start ordering God. And then our prayers just become telling God what we want Him to do. Let's enter with praise enter with praise if you want to know more about that you can go back and listen to the tapes again so our father when Jesus said pray like this he said our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name is what everybody say it thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what is that purpose everybody say purpose so what you're saying is you're saying Lord 
I, I'm trying to look at some. Hey, Denise, what's your girls' names? Annabelle and what? Julia. So what, so what Scott and Denise go is they say, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What Denise would do in Scott today as it is in heaven. I pray that our relationship, the way you formatted it and the way you want it in heaven, I pray it would speak today in this earth. Lord, I pray that Scott has a good day. Lord, I pray that some of the things he shared with me that's going on at work, I pray that you give, Lord, your kingdom is wisdom. Your kingdom knows all the answers. I pray that your kingdom would come and help Scott know everything to do today. And then, and then she's pray for her daughters. Lord, Annabelle, Lord, I pray today as I'm teaching her, today as I'm being a mother to her, Lord, your kingdom come, your purposes come for my family. How many believe that is powerful? How many has been doing that? Doing that? I challenge you to do that. And then so you pray for yourself, you pray for your family. Then you pray for your church. You can pray for your people at work. But you can just go through whoever you want to pray for. You can pray for your neighbors. You can, prayer can be as long or as short as you want it to be. But I'll tell you what. When you're praying, thy kingdom come. Your will be done in my husband. Your will be done in my neighbor. You can't pray for somebody. I said this last week. You can't pray for somebody without the Lord putting something in your spirit. You can't do it. I challenge you. I challenge you. The Lord will just give you a little thing to do. How many ever you're praying for somebody and a scripture comes in your mind? Do you send it to them? How many of you, how many of you just been praying someday and, and someday and you're just praying for the church and you're like, you just somebody just popped in your mind. Are you all with me? Somebody just popped in your mind. I, I, I want to share, uh, I want to share a, 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 new, a new one. Um, last week uh, I was getting my health thing for, um, for my health insurance and the lady, um, taking my blood and stuff she was just talking to me and she goes she she goes you know what i love tea i love tea and she started telling me all this and she was talking talking i love tea tell me about her family i love these different kinds of teas and she was telling me all these different kinds of teas and then all of a sudden it was like da 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 just talking and then all of a sudden she said this I like pomegranate tea. It, uh, she didn't raise her voice, but in my spirit, pomegranate went boom, loud. And so as she's taking my blood, I'm saying, Lord, why are you saying pomegranate? Why are you saying pomegranate? Why? Would anybody know why you're saying pomegranate? When I looked up pomegranate, I, I, I knew some of this. Pomegranate has 613 seeds in it. There are 613 Old Testament laws that you cannot keep. Pomegranate is red, and around the seeds is red, is red. When you take that red, it is known that it puts a stain on something. It's used to stain. Though your sins, though your 613 failures... Though you're 613 problems, though you're, you have all those things hidden, though your sins be as scarlet, all that's pomegranate, they shall be white as snow. So you know what I did? I started doing this. Oh God, I hope this is you. And, and I, how many know what you're saying? That now you, you're going to do something with it or not? Okay. You know what I did? I said, are you tremendously tortured in your thought life? 
are you, I said two or three things. That's all she wrote. Tears, confession, prayer, sharing. Talk, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Not lifting myself up because I think some people tell stories so everybody can say, ooh, look how spiritual he is. I hate that. I'm not saying how spiritual I am because I'm dumb as a post without God. But I am yielded to him. And I'm telling you, when you pray every day, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your child, your, your young person that you don't, can't, don't know what the world you're going to do with them. God will give you a scripture and he'll tell you something to say. You'll be minding your own business like I was minding my own business, getting my blood. And the Lord will say, pomegranate. How many want to be used by the Lord like that? I believe you got to hook up with prayer. Prayer is hooking up with God. It's being sensitive to him. So we've got thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread is what? Say it loud. Provision. So we got praise, purpose, provision. Where God had a purpose. How many say he gave me the provision to know what to do there? Provision we talked about. That's a good time to stop and read the word. So we got that. And then we went into forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive our trespassers. What is that? Pardon and people are your fill-ins. So you've praised God, you've established purpose, you've prayed about provision, you've asked God to forgive you as you're forgiving other people, pardon and people. Now today, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What I want you to write in on that is that is protection. 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 Now, God helping me, I'm going to dive into something I don't remember ever diving into on a Sunday morning, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into something. Um, God, write this down. God is, God is either going to deliver you from your situation or he delivers you through that situation. And I want to preface with this thought. You know, as a parent, sometimes our kids come up with legitimate needs and stuff to where, hey, dad, can I have this? Hey, mom, this, this. And is there any parent that's everything your child asks you is like, oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. Sometimes there's not a, oh, here you go. Sometimes your parent holds your hand Sometimes you pray for your kid not to have the flu. But sometimes when you pray, it stops immediately and the flu's gone. And everybody's excited about that one. And oh, man of faith. Oh, woman of faith. I want to hold you on that a minute. And sometimes you as the parent sit with them. And you keep a warm towel on their head through the night. And you tell them that you're here with them. And every time they wake up, you're sitting there with them. You're changing the towel. You're holding their hand. And you walk through that with them. Now let me tell you something. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit told me this strong this week. He's, what God is wanting with people, listen, what God is wanting with people is intimacy. 
relationship. What makes you think that the best way to get relationship with God is if you have a headache or if you have the flu that every single time, whoop, it's gone. Oh, thank you, God. To me, we just, oh, thank you, God, and we're on our way. All right, I believe in divine healing with all my heart. All my heart. I pray for divine healing. I believe in divine healing. I've experienced divine healing. I've seen divine healing. I prayed for a lady that tumors left, and I had to drive five hours to Columbia, Missouri, to the University of Missouri, and talk to a doctor from Hindu, and him show me reports, show me papers that said, tumor here? She say you prayed Jesus? Tumor gone. We jump up and down on those kinds. But I've also done the very same thing in 28 years that I did with that woman. I've prayed the very same way. I've fasted the very same way. I've done the very same thing. But sometimes, listen to me, sometimes that response is I'm holding my, their hand and I'm there with them. There's power in presence. Now, with that said, I want our brother to come up and listen to this testimony. Somebody help me with a microphone. There we go. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Hey, by the way, um, Pastor Jim, I'm going to go on vacation. And don't everybody go on vacation for church the next two weeks. Sometimes they hear, oh, the pastor's gone. I'm, I'm out of here. Um, next week, are you preaching next week? Stand up, Pastor Jim. What are you going to preach on next week? ministering to one another and uh, so we're excited about that and Mike you're going to be Mike stand up you're going to be preaching the next week what are you going to be preaching on praise God seeing our potential that sounds pretty exciting amen uh, Mike this is only Mike's second time to preach how many times have you preached Pastor Jim in a setting three so it's your fourth time hey guys help them out next week help them out while they're preaching because God's called us to raise up pastors, amen? amen? So we're looking forward to that. We're for you guys next week, amen? Yeah, give the Lord a hand. By the way, this, this is uh, Frank and his wife. Angela, would you stand up? If you don't know these guys, they've been coming to COTR for about a year. This is Frank and Angela. Give them a big hand. And Frank, tell us what, what happened to you, and you have to keep that okay. mic like right there. It sounds like you're loud, but you're not. Morning. Um, three weeks ago from today, I uh, flatlined. I had a heart attack. I was servicing an air conditioner for my wife's uncle, who is in a, uh, a walker in a wheelchair, and it was like 90, in the upper 90s that day. Uh, went over there to help him out, service his air conditioner. While I was doing that, started getting a pain in my chest. And I had been getting a lot of muscle cramps and everything, so I thought it was just a muscle cramp. So I'm kind of trying to work it out. I'm, man, I never had one like this before. So it kind of went away, finished fixing the air conditioner. I went inside. I asked uh, my wife, Sam, if I could have a couple of Tylenol. Took the Tylenol, sat down, and then, like, somebody had a drill, drilling a hole in my chest just started. And I couldn't, it was a pain I never had. 
So she goes, you want me to call Angela? Her aunt's going, you want me to call Angela? She says, no, I think you better call an ambulance. There's something drastically wrong here. So I'm going to make it. It's really a long story. The ambulance came. I walked out. I still on my feet. I walked into the ambulance. They prepared me for the hospital. They took me to the hospital. Um, they started doing tests. They hooked up all the stuff. They, the uh, cardiologist came in. He goes, you're having a heart attack right now. And he goes, what's the pain level from 1 to 10? I said, 15. You know, and he goes, that, that pain is not going to go away until we get this, get this problem taken care of. So they explained to me what they were going to do, brought me into the operating room. I was up the whole time through the whole thing. They did uh, the, uh, an angioplasty where they go in through the leg. They found a blockage. They put a stint in, put a sleeve in a stint. This was Saturday, about Saturday night, maybe by 8, 9 o'clock. I was back in the room. Um, the doctor says, we're going to take another EKG, see how things are going. Took an EKG. Um, said, hey, you know what? The heart muscle responded. That's a good sign. Everything looks good. As soon as he said good, I threw up a fountain of blood like I've never seen before. It covered me from my chest all the way to my feet. I mean, just blood came flying out. And the uh, doctor goes, well, that's not good. So, and I mean, through this whole time, really, other than the chest pain, once they opened up the, the artery, the pain was gone. And even when I threw up, I mean, I was really kind of, I don't know, kind of oblivious to everything. So they, they rushed in the gas, uh, gastro doctor for my stomach, and they said, we don't have time to get you down to the emergency room. You're losing blood fast. Um, we're going to do the procedure right here. So they kind of told me what they were going to do. They started shoving stuff down my throat, hooking me up to all these machines. And then that's, that's all I remember. But while I was under where they had me sedated, uh, I was having these horrible, I say nightmares or dreams, whatever you want to call it. I had a dream that I was in a cage, and the bars of the cage were going through my body. And I was holding on, i got to get out of here. i got to get out of here. I can't stay here. This is going to kill me. And there was two people in the cage with me who kept putting their hands on my shoulders and pulling me back, pulling me back. They're going, oh, stop fighting, stop fighting. I go, no, i got to get out of here. Because if I don't get out of here, I'm going to die. So this went on for uh, hours and hours and hours. It's like tormented by this, you know. And while this was all going on, there's a song by Toby Mac. It's called Move. And this song did not stop playing in my head. And there's a couple of verses in there where it says, Hold on, the Lord's not finished yet. Hold on, he'll get you through this. So at that point, I realized those two people in the cage with me were angels. And they said, this isn't your fight. Stop fighting. So I just kind of relaxed. At that point, um, I started coming to, uh, in the meantime, Angela was, my wife, was with a bunch of my family praying. And uh, she had got a message from the Lord in the morning Everything will be fine. Everything will be good. And there's another verse in that song. It says, hold, you know, hold on. He'll get you through this until the morning comes. And it was about, I don't know, 6 o'clock in the morning. And um, this sense of peace just came over me. And then all of a sudden, they started pulling things off, pulling tubes out of me. And my blood pressure started to rise. And everything was good. 
I mean, everything, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. So I just, just want to, when you're going through something, the Lord's with you the whole time. And prayer, for all the prayer that people prayed for me and everything, I, I can't explain what I went through. Um, but all I could tell you was the Lord was with me the whole time. Amen. Amen. Hey, Frank, you flatlined three times? I flatlined three times because the heart stopped. And your son uh, lives in Africa, and it was so bad they brought him back. Yeah, he came. And one of the things when, when they uh, had taken everything out, he had the monitor there, and I, I had a, a room where I could see down the hall, and all of a sudden I see my son walking towards me, and my heart rate started going, <laughs> it started going up because it was dangerously low. You know, so. so so God, the, the message you got out of this is that God was with you. Absolutely. And that he protected you. Absolutely. Amen. Because even the doctor said, he said, I don't know of anybody that would ever survive what you went through. I lost three liters of blood. And he says, I don't know of anybody that would have been able to survive that. So. Amen. And your passion for the Lord is extremely strong, isn't it? Well, in 1978, I gave my heart to the Lord and... I was told that there's gonna, you're going to be attacked. And I can tell you from 1978 to now, I've been attacked. But every time I've been attacked, the Lord's been with me, and it's made me stronger. The Lord's stronger. been what? With you. With me. With through you. Through it all. Amen. He saw me through the things I went through. I never once blamed anything on the Lord. I always said. So, so he delivered you from some stuff. Absolutely. But some stuff you had to go through. I had to go through it. That's why I want you here today, church. Everybody wants delivered from it. And then we think that you can step down for a minute. And then you can go on. And, and then we think that, that that's a stronger faith or, or they did something right or, or, or that something wasn't aligned just right. Hey, guys, it bothers me when I see people revert back to works. Well, how much do I pray? How much do I fast? Well, maybe I wasn't believing enough. Well, maybe I've got this root of bitterness or something. Or I've got this. And we start looking at all this stuff. But listen to me, guys. Sometimes, listen to me. Sometimes in people's testimony. Like I know a lady that was, that was healed of cancer. And, 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 and there was one point that the Lord showed this person. They're here today. That the Lord showed them, you have a root of bitterness and it need, you need to forgive and let that go. And in that instance, it was that. She did it. Healing was just. But here's what happened is people start making a doctrine. Well, if you're not getting healed, you must have a root of bitterness. Or, or you must have this going on. Or you must have that. And they put people in condemnation where you're sitting there searching yourself and searching yourself and trying to figure out why God, why? Uh, I prayed and you didn't answer and you didn't do it like this and, and, and all that to where. And then we're like, e even there, there, there is a person in our church today, and I don't say this boasting, but I, I fasted over 30 days. You guys saw me thin down for a minute, for a little bit, and it's back. Bless God. No, I'm kidding you. <laughs> I'm back. No. 
But something that I always tell myself, it's not how much you fast. That's what the Pharisees did. It's what their clothes looked like and how long or short their, their sleeves were and how long or short their prayers were, how much they gave or didn't give. Brothers and sisters, don't, let's don't get in the grace message and then revert back to the law of works. You can even get into works in, in things that are seem seemingly good things. Well, God's not doing this because I must not be praying enough or I haven't fasted enough. Or I haven't done this. Guys, I'm sorry, but I'm going to use the country boy term. That is hogwash. Okay? Now listen, it puts people... My friend Jason back there. Jason, stand up. How many have prayed for Jason? Jason, you've asked God to heal you, and you believe you're healed. And, And... do you know what it does to people when, when people start going around and say, oh, Jason, you don't have enough faith. You must have something in, you must have some, you know, Jason, you've got some kind of root in your life is what, that's what it, yeah, 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 yeah that's what it is. Oh, you've got something in your house. I've even heard that. But here, I, I want you to laugh at it, but now I want you to be serious with me too. Sometimes it is something in your house. Sometimes. Jesus healed blindness five times. Read them. Every one of them he did a different way. Sometimes he spit, made mud. Sometimes he just prayed for them. Sometimes people are going through something. Like Jesus said one time, uh, this person is being healed so that the Father in heaven will be glorified. I mean, but we're on lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And what my biggest thought is on that, and what the Lord's been telling me, is, and, and let me just, so you can do a little bit of studying. On that first part on temptation, on I, I, I want to hit this because I do want you to know how, how to pray. When, when I say, lead me not in temp- temptation, those first scriptures in James, it's just telling you God doesn't tempt you. God doesn't set you up. When you're tempted, it's yourself, and then you entice it. It can conceive and make sin. It talks about temptation. And, and, and in there, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says God makes, everybody's tempted. Everybody goes through temptation. But God makes a way of escape. Okay, that is a, that is a message I could preach all morning on. And, and when you pray, you need to say, Lord, deliver me from evil today. Things that do tempt you, in that point of your prayer, say, Lord, this kicks my butt every day. Deliver me from this evil today. Lord, every day that person gets under my skin, and I blow up every day. Lord, today, deliver me from evil today. That, that's good. Do that. Do that at that time in the prayer. But never think that God tempts you, because it says it in there. And always know that he makes a way of escape. Sin does not just overtake you. You've got time to choose if you're going to be a horse's hiney to your wife. You've got time to choose on that, usually. 
You could even hear the Lord. Sometimes your, your wife or your husband can come in and, 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 and the Lord will be telling you, I wouldn't say that if I were you. I wouldn't say that if I were you. I wouldn't say that if I were you. And then what do we do? We go ahead and, and then we wish we'd have listened to the Lord and not said anything. All right? God gives you a way out. If he didn't, he's a liar. God is a liar if he doesn't give you a way out. Now, we can be like the social media and they'll pull out. God is a liar and put it on the social media that Brian says that God's a liar and doesn't even say what the politician's saying. Or you can sit here in the hole and you can say, God is a liar if he doesn't give you a way out of temptation because the word says it. Are you all with me? Okay, do that in your prayer time. But here's what I want to talk about. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Oh, if I could, if I could pull up a chair. If, if, if we could quit making it where I'm entertaining and doing a message. And if we could just pull up a chair and just talk about this is what I wish we could do. I wish there's a way that you all could just really hook up on this with me. Because I really believe the Lord said this to me. Is what he's looking for is intimacy. Relationship. Closeness. Lord, lead me not in temptation, but deliver me, protect me. Frank was delivered and everybody, woohoo, yay, praise the Lord. But sometimes situations like that, how old are you, Frank? Six, oh, do you mind I ask that? Sometimes, sometimes those stories end up, Frank died. The pastor's being called in and doing a funeral. There are people of faith. That, you know, Romans chapter 11, verse 33 says that the wisdom of God sometimes is past finding out. Something we have to know is that God sees we see to the corner, God sees around the corner. When I pray for people to be healed, if, if somebody has a cancer or has a, 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 a anything, something terminal, I pray every time 100% with conviction and all the way, and with, with, with all due respect. And Christiana and Gwen, I'm looking at you too. I, seriously, I, I'm feeling a God moment today, Church on the Rock. I want everybody to kind of turn your heads back towards these two girls. Stand up, girls. That's Gwen, and that's Christiana. Okay? You guys can sit down. They fasted. They prayed. They believed God. Gwen is a woman of faith. If you ever know Gwen, how many know she is a woman of faith? She believes the scripture totally. She lives her life with conviction. God honoring. Gives it all to the Lord. Christiana, you guys are going to send her while I'm gone. She's a missionary. You guys are going to pray for her and send her in a couple weeks. And, and I'm asking you all to kind of bring a love offering to her because she's one of ours. All right? I went, me and Mike, 
went to their house and we prayed heaven down. And I believed every word of it. John, you're healed in Jesus' name. I left there thinking, man, we're going to be, we're going to be hearing, we're going to be giving testimony at church and all Genoa is going to get saved. And how many know God can do something just like that? 30 minutes later, he died this year. They glorified God at the funeral. Guys, my belief is that when we pray with somebody, they are healed. We pray for a physical manifestation in the flesh, and we should always do that. When I prayed for John, we were saying, Lord, take every bit of this out. Lord, heal him completely. Lord, raise him up. Strength's coming in his body now in Jesus. We believe, I believe it. And I always pray that way. And brothers and sisters, sometimes it happens like that. And God's glorified. And sometimes, listen, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. I want every eye looking at me. Are you the one that's been asking, Lord, I'm on topic today. Lord, lead us not into temptation. We talked about that. Deliver me from evil. Is there one out here that you are going through the time of your life, not one week, not two weeks, not one month, not three months. You're going past a year where every day you're fighting to live, where every day you're fighting to keep your head above water. Every day you're asking God, every day you're praying, well, is God asleep? You ever get to the point where you say, man, God, I remember building this church down in the bottom of that hole and three foot deep in water because we couldn't keep the water pumped out long enough to put the foundation in. And I didn't even know how to put a foundation in. And I remember crying out to, to, to God for different things all through that project. And sometimes I get up here and say, you know, I was standing up on the, I was standing up, I was standing right over here. On top of some concrete forms one day, and I said, Lord, we need $105,000. And he did it. Right there, a guy walked up and paid for it. Done just right there. But for some reason, those stories were like, Woohoo, yeah, Brian's a man of faith. Look what God's doing. God must really be with him. He must really be with him, this church. And but guys, there's times that I'm like, God, where are you? You could, like that, take care of this. What, why are you allowing me to suffer? And that's why lead us not into temptation. That's why that point has to be in there. Don't you ever say that God made you sick. Don't you ever say that God put this on you. God cannot be tempted with evil. He does not give cancer to people. He does not give diseases to people. He does not, he, he can't, he, he can't do that. And, and these people say, well, um, God's a loving father and he puts this on us so he can teach us a lesson. Pew, that stinks. I got some terms you'd call that and you're not supposed to say them. It makes me angry. But what God told me this week so clearly And 
I kept hearing your, your voice, Jim. I kept hearing Pastor Jim coming back from Illinois School of Ministry because he's been being trained to be a pastor. Again, guys, support him next week. When he's up here and you're thinking, what in the world did he just say? Say, praise the Lord, that was awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Save these for me. I can handle it. I've been doing it a while, okay? Encouraging. But I kept hearing Jim's voice saying, Pastor, I just came back from Illinois School of Ministry. And he said, they taught us the power of presence. I want you to write that down. The power of presence. They taught us the power of presence. And you know what they taught pastors? Guys, we can't heal. God heals. We can't change things. God changes things. You know all these eyeballs come on a pastor, you're man of the hour, do something. We can only do it, we just can do it the word says, God does it. But listen, there's power in presence. Sometimes you feel like you got to have the answer, you got to have a reason. Bob, you've been going through, you've been going through hell and high water. If Bob, I love this guy. Do you know how, how many has been visited in the hospital by Bob? Bob, you and Karen stand up and turn around. How many have been visited by these two? Lift your hand if you've ever been visited by these two. L- lift your hands high. How many has ever heard a, 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 went to a Bible study these guys were at? Raise your hand. Um, they, how, many, how many are on the prayer team that he leads? Lift your hand. I, I mean, Bob, if you would have stayed up, it's getting to where... You've probably touched just about everybody. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of them, you and Karen. Bob could say, Lord, I bust my butt for you. I give everything I can for you. Well, it's time for some of these other people to step up. I'm tired of doing all the work. He could do that if he wanted to. Man, I'm doing all this and... My basement's flooded and all my pipes are busting and rotting out and I'm living in a motel for how long? Where you at, God? You could just take care of that. Pastor Jim said, there's power in presence. Meaning, I may not always have the answer. I may not know what to do. I may not be able to take your pain away. And I may not be able to make you feel any better. But by golly, I can be with you. I can be with you. My father-in-law, who doesn't go to church, I was sharing with him how I feel sometimes as a pastor. And he even told me, he said, Brian, because he probably doesn't believe in healing. See, I believe in healing. I believe in healing. To my father-in-law, if they say you have cancer, you're dying. There's no hope of healing, okay? But he he even said, you just got to be there. There's power in presence. You know what the Lord told me 
If you don't hear anything else, hear this. There's power in presence. Sometimes it just doesn't poof, go away. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Here's what God told me. There's something in my life that I'm like, God, you could just be God. Haven't I asked? Do I do enough? I don't get into that because I know better. I preach. I go do stuff. I give everything for you. I'm 48 years old, and I don't have one penny in retirement. I've given my whole life. I don't have anything. I'm just now starting year two of a 30-year loan. Because we've always went to places that we're dying. We've always went where the Lord told us to. I've moved 18 times. Does that help throwing all that out that God should do something extra for me? Works. He did it all 2,000 years ago on the cross. Amen? But there, there's something right now. I'm just being transparent with you. There's something right now that I wish God would just deliver me from. It's not a sin. Don't think I'm into pornography or got a drinking problem. It's not, I don't even, it's not even a sin. It's not even a sin. But there is something that I've, I, I'm not delivered yet. And I, I ask him, it's tormenting. It's torture at times. But this week when I was doing the, God, I know you can take this. Why, why haven't you? Woke Carmen up and saying, Carmen, I'm tired. That's what, you should be glad. When they say pastor's going on vacation, you should shout if you love him. Amen. Seriously, you got to get away. It's 24-7. Okay? I woke Carmen up and said, Carmen, I'm tired. But God could. But it's then when he spoke to me what I'm speaking to you today. He said, yeah, Brian, sometimes it's this, but sometimes you go deeper with me. And I started knowing he was with me. He was with me the other night. He was, it, what was, the symptoms and stuff weren't going away, but he's with me. He was there. He was holding my hand. He was wiping my head off, and he was there. Do you know that even the people that what they were wanting to happen and I prayed for it and they were praying for it and it didn't happen, but just going through it together, even when we didn't get the, the result we would have wanted was gone to live, right? But I have felt a, clo- a, a closeness to Gwen and Christiana and Mike and Linda told me they had a blast when you went to their house the other night, Christiana. They feel like they, they, that you, they know you and they just love you so much. You know how that happens? Being with each other. How many of us have done regrettable things in marriages and your spouse stay with you? 
went through it. But being with each other through things makes you human. And I'm telling you today, I'm telling you, however you're suffering, however you're hurting, whatever you're going through, we're in pray for you that it just stops. And sometimes it does. But sometimes we're just with each other through it. That's what God told me. Bob, God is with me in that motel. (laughs) Sitting on the back row, Mike is with us. Mike is with us. I told him we'll put a recliner up. The, the 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 facts and what they say is not good. And we prayed for him a while back. We're going to do it again today. And when you pray, you don't anybody say, "Well, Lord, if it's your will." No, he is healed. He is healed. We're believing for a physical manifestation now. We're believing for that now. I believe in fact when we pray, we're believing for it now. We want him to live amen and we're gonna pray that but mike i'm telling you god is with you your family is with you your children are with you your wife is sylvia you are the most amazing person sylvia be encouraged today how many know carolyn carolyn and sammy stand up have anybody met any better kids than those two how many of you guys get to know them? Guys, I, I want this church, I, I want every week, I want you to come up and touch Sammy and Carolyn and say, we're with you. We're with you through this. Sylvia, I want everybody to look towards Sylvia and Mike and that family. And church, say, tell them we're, we're with you. We're with you. We're with you in our prayers. We're with you in our thoughts. Now, everybody, I want you to put your hand that way. And I want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as a church, as a body, with oneness of speech, we say, Mike, you are healed in Jesus' name. By the stripes upon Jesus' back, We terminate this cancer. We tell it to dry up. We tell it to to die in that body. And we speak health and strength to you. In Jesus' name. And we give the Lord praise for it. Stand to your feet today. Stand to your feet today. Clap your hands, all you people. Let's give, the, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Shout unto God with triumph. Say, praise the Lord. Say, you are my healer. You are my deliverer. 
You are my peace today. Amen. Son, if you want to come up a minute, as you're standing, if you could see in my eyes today, you would see the eyes, and I'm not making myself God at all, but if you could see my eyes, you would see in these eyes the love of God for you, hopefully coming back at you. Because every day I pray, Lord, let me see people with your eyes. Let me feel people with your heart. Let me hear people with your ears. And you're seeing out of my eyes the heart of Jesus. And you're hearing from my voice, this is what he's saying to you. I don't care what you're going through. You may have been going through it days. You may be going through it weeks. You may be going through it months. And I want to tell you something else that just isn't what you thought it would be is retirement. You like work all the time and really enjoy retirement. It's not fun seeing our loved ones get old. It's not fun seeing them fall on the floor. It's not fun having to run them to the doctor. It's not fun seeing them not having quality of life. Those are real things, guys. How do you keep happy through these things? Prayer. And knowing that the presence of the Lord, he's with you. Is grandpa here today and grandma? He's with you. He's with you. Is Marlene here? Marlene, he's with you. He's with you. Frank, he was with you the other day. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to put a hand on each. If you want to hold hands, I feel this. And I want you to, on your left, Say, Lord, let the person on my left know that you're with them. Pray that. Let the person on my right know that you're with them today. I want you to pray on the person on your right and your left. I want you to say, Lord, strengthen them today. Turn to the person on your right and left and say, I pray God's strength to you. God's happiness to you. Say, I pray breakthrough for you. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.